Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Let It Be podcast with Becky Ziegenfuss. We are kicking off the Christmas season a little early this year. So for the next few weeks, we will be talking about all things Christmas, from gifting ideas to stories of hope and miracles. So take in the season, enjoy the beauty, and breathe in the wonder. This is your time. So whatever you have to do, let it go, let it wait, let it be. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the Let It Be podcast. Hi. I'm so glad that you're here. Are you um, feeling Christmassy on this 74 degree day in I Cincinnati? Am. I am now because there's a Christmas tree sitting right <laughs> next, next to, to me. You. It's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, it's. I was inspired last week because it actually was a little cool last weekend. And I was inspired to go ahead and get it up because I felt like we needed some extra holiday cheer this yes. year because it's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year. <laughs> it has been a year. Uh, but I am so glad. I have been so excited to have you on. And I haven't even told our listeners who you are yet. But I've been so excited to have you on because your job is all the things to me. It's something that I think is incredibly intriguing. Something that I'm incredibly jealous jealous of. And I think it's got to be just so much fun. It is. So tell us who you are. And if we end up going a little bit long today, listeners, there's just a lot to talk about because I'm highly interested in this conversation. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about who you are and your family and where you come from and all the things. Okay. Well, <laughs> how about that for a brief introduction? <laughs> all right. Well, my name's Anna. Anna Groves. I am a wife of 21 years And my husband's name is Rob. He's a pastor. And we have four boys, 21, 19, 17, and 16. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And um, yeah, so we live here in the Cincinnati area. Moved here a year, year and a half ago from Texas. Lived in Texas for six years. And before that, born and raised in the Seattle area. So um, about me, I am, well, I am a blogger right now. I know. It's so fun. <laughs> it's fun. It is fun. And that's what I do and, every I mean, day. You're an official Instagram influencer, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, if I, you know, people call it that, but it's a weird, it's I know. weird to be like, oh, I'm an influencer, but yeah, well, I'll call that. you that. Okay. I'll put that label on you. So you don't have to feel like you're labeling yourself. Thank you. And we met has it been, have you been here two years? It's been a year and a half. So a we came in July okay. of 2019. Okay. Yes. And I remember we, one of your like introductory weekends when you were coming into Rivers Crossing, which is the church where you and your husband are at, we had dinner with you all and it was just kind of like a, hey, let's get to know each other because we are, for those of you listening, we are a church plant out of Rivers Crossing. And so sometimes we continue to partner with the pastors there for a variety of different things. But you guys were coming in, in town, and we had dinner with you. And I know that it was a very long story that was, it, honestly, we could do a whole separate podcast on it. But give us a little bit of background of where you and Rob come from and like how you met and how your faith journey started, because that's an integral part of where you are today. Yes, it is a long story. I'm going to try so hard. I'm not. I already want the listeners. We can go long. So <laughs> my husband is an eight and he's like, okay, bottom line. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wah, I, wah. I tell every detail. So I'm going to do my best to balance this. Um. So uh, Rob and I, we did not grow up in church. My mom would send me on the church bus um, and, you know, we would go on Christmas and Easter and all of that. And I kind of, I grew up just with me, my mom, my sister, and then my stepdad came into our lives when I was five. So that's kind of how we grew up, just church every once in a while. I won't give you the whole background on our everything, but that's, that's yeah. in a nutshell. And, um, Rob, he grew up, um, sort of his, his family's kind of Catholic, but they never went to church. They just, they just said they were Catholic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, he really didn't have much of an experience with God or church, um, but would go, you know, every once in a while on holidays. And, uh, we kind of both grew up with very, very troubled childhoods and, you know, families and things like that. And then we met um, when we were, I was 16 and he was 15 and, uh, we met in a grocery store and we didn't even meet. We just saw each other. And then, uh, later on when I, it was like 
I was talking to somebody and they were like, Hey, I have a friend who wants to meet you. And it ended up being the guy that I saw in the grocery store and it was Rob, my husband. Oh my goodness. And, um, we dated for a few weeks and then lost touch because, you know, this was back before cell phones and Facebook. Right. right. <laughs> and he lived about an hour and a half away from me. And so, um, later on when I moved into the city in Seattle, I started working at Banana Republic. I was 21 years old. I walked into the back room and I saw him sitting there and I knew it was him. It was the back of him sitting at the break table and he turned around and I was like, Rob Groves. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I work here. He was like, me too. And that is the rest is history. That's how, that's how we got back together, started dating, um, okay, we have to pause there for a second <laughs> because I have another friend who I will have on the podcast one day who had a very similar story that also took place in Seattle. Really? Yes. I will give you like the I very brief hear it. version because it's not my story to tell, but I'm going to tell a bit of it. <laughs> but she met her husband on an airplane and they were both headed to Chicago and they got and like she saw him and was like, that's going to be my husband one day. <gasps> and then they got off the plane, didn't see each other, but they're you know, both from Seattle and they ended up running into each other on the street because they were there for um, a football game, I'm pretty sure. And they ran into each other on the street. And she told like one of her girlfriends, if I see him again before I go home, I'm going to like introduce myself and exchange numbers or whatever. And it happened again. Oh, my gosh. And they are married now. <laughs> That's amazing. She knew it. It's like something about Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, it's it something, is. It <laughs> is something about Seattle. Okay. Sorry for the pause. Continue. So <laughs> that was a really good story though. That's amazing. I know. Like you guys need to meet. <laughs> we will. We will meet. Um, where was I? So yeah, we met <clears throat> again, started dating. Banana Republic. All that. We did yep. not know the Lord. We did mm -hmm. not know Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um and about five years into our marriage, maybe not even five years, but, um, no, it was five years, five years into our marriage. Everything was, it was a tailspin. I, I'm not going to tell our whole background, but, uh, Rob was involved in gangs growing up, drug dealing, all that kind of stuff. And that never stopped when we got mm -hmm. married. And, um, I just kind of continued on doing what I was doing, which I was working, um, and in retail, and I was pregnant with my fourth child and Rob didn't believe in God at all. He, someone told him there was no God when he was younger. And so, um, he had a lot of like near death experiences and was always afraid to die because he mm. thought there's nothing there when I die. Um, he also thought that Christians were hypocrites, <laughs> yeah. uh, because of the example he had seen. Yeah. And I was say sometimes <clears throat> we don't bear the <laughs> name of Jesus well. Yeah. Um, so he was like, ah, oh, they're hypocrites. They, you know, they don't say, they say, they say things and then they don't live it. Mm -hmm. And so he was, he had a huge aversion to church. And so I would try to get us to go to church, like on, you know, Easter and stuff. And every once in a while he would be like, yes, we'll go. Um, but one day he looked at me and he was like, where do you want to go to church? And I about fell over. Cause I'm like, Wow. You want to go to church? Like, what are you talking? You don't even believe in God. <laughs> like, And so um, we ended up going to church. And that day, you know, we sat through service and heard an amazing message by a woman. Her, I had heard of this. I've been to this church for like a Bible study one time. And I, and I had heard of her husband. And so I was like really excited to go to this church. And I thought, oh, her husband's this amazing preacher. So he, he's going to get robbed. And so we get there. And I look up at the stage and it's her and not her husband. And I was so upset. And I was like, oh no, like there's no way <laughs> Rob's going to like listen to this message. <laughs> and, um, she preached a message on the armor of God. And she just talked about, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, you're going to go through trials and you're going to be attacked by the enemy. Why not have the armor of God? Mm. And it just, it was a very simple message, but it touched me. And at the end they, you know, did a typical altar call and I answered the call. I raised my hand. I had my eyes closed, but I had one eye open. I was looking down at Rob's hand to see if he raised his hand or not. And he didn't. Mm. And so, um, afterwards they said, you know, if you raised your hand, you know, come in and get some prayer. So I did, I walked up there and I was just a hot mess. I was sobbing and I felt an arm around my shoulder all of a sudden and it was Rob and he had oh. walked up there too. I have chills. <laughs> I have chills. It was, 
it was incredible. And mm-hmm. um, what was even more remarkable and such a miracle was that um, afterwards, I didn't expect a change. I had been to church before. I had never changed. You know, I'd been to church. I tried to read the Bible before. I had a lot of experiences going to church. So I didn't really expect much of a change. Um, and I definitely didn't expect a change in Rob because he was very um, skeptical of everything, just mm-hmm. not just church, but anything. He wants mm-hmm. to know, he wants proof. And so after church, we went into separate rooms. I mean, we went into one room, but we, they separated us males and females. So he was sitting with a man and I was sitting with a woman. We prayed. I left the room, got my kids, came back into the sanctuary. Rob was waiting for me, got in the car. I did not ask him anything because I was so scared because I knew that I was changed that day. I knew. And I was so, so scared that he wasn't and that he was going to think, you know, it was hokey or something like that. And so we just sat in the car and we went on a Sunday drive. And I finally, after what seemed like forever looked at him and I just said, well, what'd you think? And he said, you didn't see me. And I was like, no, he was like, you didn't see me. I said, no, he goes, Anna, I was sobbing. I was sobbing. He was like, I got saved and filled with the Holy spirit. And he's like, and, and so that day I was like, okay, that's amazing. I was like, really excited, but I still was skeptical myself because I'd never really seen anyone who called themselves a Christian live it out. Yeah. So I fully expected him to go back to, you know, smoking weed, you know, getting drunk, being gone half the time, being mean spirited. Like I just, I expected that. And every day it was like, no, he was a new person. He had like a 180 turn or excuse, yeah, 180 turn. And it was just like, it was a Saul to Paul moment Mm. and he never went back. And that was, that was a witness for me, even watching him because I had a different expectation. And every day that I saw that man remain changed was a day that I remained changed. Like, Oh, this is real. (laughs) This is real. It was a miracle. So, um, that's, kind of how it all happened. And then he felt called to the ministry. We, um, he became a children's pastor, then a youth pastor. And then we moved down to Texas and he finished seminary down there. And then we thought we were going to plant a church and we came here and that's where we're at now. Yeah. What a journey. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I think it's so amazing that I love to hear different stories of the transformation that comes when someone says yes to Jesus because every life looks so different. And if he can change a life out of, bring a life out of drugs and gangs and all of the lifestyle that goes with it, he sure can change a very vanilla life too. And that's just the power of who Jesus is, that he can, he, he is the great molder and redeemer and can mold anyone's life from whether it's broken and fractured and just an absolute mess or, or, or the other extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just love to hear those stories. Yeah. And so, yeah, so God brought you all to Cincinnati, which is how our lives have kind of intersected. And we've been able to spend some time together for long weekends through different ministry opportunities. And it's funny that you talk about Rob that way because he's actually preached at our church too. And, um, I don't know him really well, but like the way you just described him, like mean spirited, I could never ever see that in him. <laughs> That's I know. That's funny. Cause like that, that was what was so amazing to me because I don't know if anybody else has experienced this. I think everyone has a different like transformation yeah. and the process is going to be different for everyone. But for him, it was such a day and night instant difference and his face even changed. Wow. Like his face changed. And so, um, it, it was incredible. And so when, when you were saying earlier, you know, you love to hear stories cause everybody's story is a little different and whether it's very vanilla or very extreme, I just want to say that, um, what encourages me all the time is like, you know, I, we have four boys and you know, you don't always know for sure someone's heart with yeah. Jesus. Like you right. can see fruit and sometimes you don't see fruit. And so as a parent, you go, Oh my gosh, are they like, are they going to be okay? Like, are they yeah. saved yeah. even? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always go back to if God saved us, 
how much more will he do for my kids who've had these seeds planted their entire lives? Yeah. And so just to trust him and to know that he works outside of time and not Mm. to get impatient and think, Mm. I need to see this right now that God's got him. So that's so good. So good. We could keep talking on this path forever. <laughs> we got we got the we got this other stuff to get to. But it is Christmas and this we're kicking off this month kind of a small business slash um Christmas gifting idea theme for this month. And you have a new title that I already shared. Well, a title that I'm giving you. But you are now an Instagram influencer. <laughs> Which I think <laughs> is fantastic because I follow a few bloggers, vloggers, influencers. And the thing I love about your page and your stories and some of the other, the, the other ones that I follow is that you are not ashamed of your faith and it is part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is a, we all know it's a platform, but for many people, it is their shopping resource now. It's their news resource, which take that (laughs) or leave it, whatever. Um, but I mean, for me, a lot of times, like, because especially COVID and everything else and just the busyness of life, I will get ideas for outfits or skincare or DIY or home improvement or home decor from influencers. And when you incorporate faith into it, you're also giving a voice to the gospel in a way that people aren't asking for it, but they're not, it's not off-putting either. So how did this even come about? Because I have known since I met you that you have amazing taste in clothes and amazing skin and all of the things, which is perfect for someone who can showcase where to shop and where to get those things. So how did you even land on this role of being an influencer now? Um, so I... Before this, I was in the beauty industry for a long time and I was an account executive for beauty brands and mm-hmm. things like that. But I've always been a really visual person okay, um, and very artistic. And so that's just me. It's just who I am. And you've so, got a really good aesthetic eye. I can thank tell. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but my whole life, just a part, another part of who I am is um, if I try something, if I'm doing something and it's working, I'm telling you about it. I'm mm. going to tell you about it. Okay. I'm going to try to convince you to, it is, I mean, influencer or not, I've been, I, I've been trying to convince people to do things since I was little, <laughs> you know, let me, let me, you know what? I've got a better way to do your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's just, it's just who I am. So, um, for a long time, because I, I also like to write. And so people are always like, Hey, you should write, you should blog. And then when they started seeing like the things that I would do with my house or, you know, clothes or healthy stuff, you know, supplements, like how to exercise, like all that kind of stuff. Um, they were like, you need to start a blog. So for a long time, people were telling me that. And I was, I knew that I wanted to do it. I would see other people doing it. And I'm like, well, that's just me. Like I should be doing that. Um, cause I have things to share. And yeah. so, um, I kept putting it off and uh, out of fear. And so I kind of waited for like six years of like, I bought a domain name. I wrote blog posts that I didn't even tell people about. Like (laughs) the file on the laptop. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, um, and then finally I just, I started seeing my friends doing really, really cool things. Like just amazing (sighs) things that you're like, wow think these people are so incredible. And, um, what I realized is that they just stepped out to do it. Like they didn't, Mm -hmm. they had the dream, which I had the dream, but I had never stepped out and done it. And they did. And that was the difference. Like they did it and they did it consistently and they were living their dreams. So I'm watching this happen. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I don't, I don't care what people think I'm going to do it. So I did. And so that was in May of 2019 that I started my blog. Yes. And so I started my blog. Um, it was growing consistently, but slowly, which is normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in June of, is it 2020? I'm like, what it, year yeah, is it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, <know. It's>, it <laughs> feels- <laughs> I keep saying that it's like the black hole of time this year. <laughs> So started in May of 2019 and then in June of 2020, again, I had grown 
I think I had grown from like 900 and some followers to like 2,600 followers. And that was healthy growth. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people started sharing my account. And it was just, I think it was just a domino effect. It exploded. It did. It It was definitely like a a shocker. You don't have to be humble. You have over 50,000 followers (laughs) now, right? Do you know the exact number? I'm asking you. So this is not a brag on your end. It's it's like 54,000. But I mean, almost overnight. Yeah, it really, I mean, when you're considering Instagram growth, um, in my mind, I had calculated that it would take me two years if I was on that same trajectory that I would hit 10,000 for a swipe up right? in like two years. Like that's what I calculated. And I ended up going from 2,600 followers. And in, I think it was like in a two week time period, I was at like, 15,000 and then unbelievable it's like you wake up one morning and your phone has just yeah blown up it was it was crazy like I yeah well what happened was people were sharing um because I think a lot of people were look you know talking about you know black black lives black people police brutality a lot of things and people were recognizing that like hey you know what I don't have any black friends or I don't follow anyone who's black you know, like I, I want to. And so I think a lot of influencers were encouraging people, Hey, you know, here's, you know, a black interior designer. Here's a, you know, jewelry designer. Here's an artist. Here's, um, a, a comedian. Here's a, you know, a, you know, a, a chef, you know, so yeah. people were sharing accounts that were run by black influencers or people that they thought were great that happened to be black. And so that's kind of what happened. It started with me, um, the defined dish, my favorite food blogger, she followed me back when I had like a little over a thousand followers, wow. which was great. I about fell over when she followed me. I was like, what? And I was like, thank you so much for the follow, you know? And <laughs> she was yeah. like, oh, I just love, I just love your style. And that was kind of, we, we started a relationship there. And then she asked me, um, if she could share my account during that time. And you're like, uh, yeah. And I was like, can I, I spell like, it yeah. for you? <laughs> you know, so this was like, she shared my account and then I think from there, because she had so many followers, other big influencers saw me and then they shared my account and other, but then people with like very few influence, you know, uh, followers, you know, shared my account as well. So it was just like people just shared and shared and shared and it just kind of multiplied overnight. And it was a very, um, unusual thing to happen. I think a lot of people grew a lot, but my growth was, was crazy. And what was, really cool was I had talked to God and I had asked him, I said, I was going to do it for a year. So May of 2019, I said, I'm going to do this for a year. And I remember in like March, I was tired. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is really hard. This is really hard to be consistent, you know? Like, and so I kept telling my kids, I'm like, I'm not seeing a huge amount of growth. I was like, should I even keep doing this? And they're like, yeah, mom, keep going. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do it for a year. So I said, Lord, I'm going to do it for a year. And then after that, I'm going to stop if nothing happens. And literally I hit May of 2020, one year in, and I did a consistency challenge where you post every single day for 30 days. Okay. A blogger named Maddie James told me to do it. And so I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I did it. And the day after it ended is when my account got shared. Wow. A year. And I know that sounds like, oh God, you know, God can, you know, he doesn't really care about this kind of stuff, but I really felt like it was a Anna, like asking, you know, to see something change in a year is nothing for me. And if he can do that, he can do anything. He can change hearts. He can, Yes. I mean, it's like, he was just showing like, okay, I'll do this little thing just to show you like, and I'm going to do it specifically, like specifically what you asked for just to show you like who I am. Yeah. Cause I love you. Yeah. So I follow Jen Reed. And do you know who she is? I do. Um, she, so she's a Christian and from Texas, actually. And she is an influencer as well. And she, when she started 2019, she shared, well, she shared on the back end of 2019 that she had done something similar where she was just like, God, she already had a strong following, but where she was just like, God, this is open-handed, I'm, but I'm going to intentionally pray every day about this business and just surrender it to you. 
And in 2019, she was working with Steve Madden designing shoes. Oh my gosh. I mean, crazy (laughs) stuff. And God doesn't always answer things that way. I mean, we can't go to him and say, I want this and then expect it to happen. But I do think it is evidence that when we are specific in our prayers, and I just wonder if sometimes we miss out on what he wants to bless us with because we're maybe too generic or too fearful or too small in our thinking and our praying when he wants to give us even so much more that ask specifically, ask big. The worst thing he can say is no or not yet. Yes. Yes. So I love it when he does that. Those, those very, I don't know, just like even little things like I've, I've prayed before very specifically about weather, like, like very, very specifically. Like I remember we did, um, the run with Ahmad and I, it was, it was rain. It was stormy. I remember seeing your pictures. Gosh. And I asked God, I was like, Lord, we're going to run at this time. Like if you could just like clear it up just, just in time for us to run. And I kid you not, we got down to that trail and I looked up and there was a hole in the sky of right above us with blue sky. And as we ran, it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and followed us all the way down the trail. I was like, Lord, you you care about the little things, just the little things, just because we're your kids. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I love that too. I am one of those people, honestly, who, realized that in my social media, I didn't have enough variety of voices. And to your point, I remember hearing some of those challenges from voices in the black community who I loved, who said, you know, how many friends do you have that look differently than you? Or how many people are in your circle who think differently than you? Because news break, (laughs) you can (laughs) still be friends with people who think differently than you. And, um, And I, that was one of my convictions. And so I intentionally started following voices that were different than mine, um, people that look different than I do and think differently than I do because, um, I want to be a learner and I want to continue to grow in who, who I am in Jesus and who the people around me are in Jesus as well. Yeah. And And I, I'm so happy and excited for you that this is what has been birthed out of a really trying time yeah. in our nation. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And to your point, it, it is true that you can be friends with people who don't think like you. And I think if we were to just look at social media, we might think that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you, like, I, I never disclose like how I vote or anything like that, but just being a black person, a lot of times people put you in a category. And so I have, um, I live in a, you know, all white neighborhood and, you know, I, we have our family and next door to us, we have people who are Trump supporters and next door to them, we have a Jewish family who are Biden supporters. And next door to them, we have a police officer and next door to that, you know, and then like across the street, there's an Indian family. And what is amazing about that is again, looking at social media, you think we would never talk Right. We would never, and no, that's just not the case. My neighbor comes over and she waters my lawn when we're not there. And she came over and helped me hang curtains, you know, and then, you know, our neighbor two doors down, like invites everybody over for, you know, cocktails and whatnot. So it, it's just like, yeah, I think people make a lot of assumptions and, and I just want people to be encouraged. Like that's not always the case. Yes, there is racism. Yes, there are people who spew hatred and against people who don't think like them. Yes, that is true. But in real life, in real time, if we just look, <laughs> look around and look into people's eyes, so many times we can connect on the things that we do agree on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And if nothing else, as the church, Jesus should and can be that unifying person yeah. in all of our lives. Yeah. So back to... Uh, blogging. (laughs) What are your favorite things to blog about? Are you kind of like in the clothing lane or the skincare lane? I know you do all the things, but like personally, what's your favorite? Oh, that is so hard. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I would say the thing that comes like naturally, like super easy that I'd never have to really like put a ton of effort into is I would say beauty and skincare is Mm. really easy for me because I worked so long in that yeah. industry and I, I think that um, as, as shallow as some people might think it is, when you look good, you feel good. Yeah. And that is just a fact. Like right. 
I mean, if I get out of bed and don't do my makeup and don't get dressed, I'm going to be a little bit more sluggish. Mm-hmm. I might, you know, be a little bit more down that day. But if I take the time, get dressed, put my makeup on, my skin looks good, like I feel good. Right. And so um, for me, I think that's the the most fun because I, you know, in, in doing this and in sharing, you know, skincare regimens, I've had so many people DM me pictures and they're just like, look at my skin. Like, thank you so much for telling me about this. And I've been doing this every day for the last month and look what's happened. And so it's just really cool to see that. That's, that's probably one of my favorites. I just saw you did a before and after because you had just done a 21 day skincare regimen. It was phenomenal. I mean, people can go to your Insta. I don't know how like the whole rules of all of those things work, (laughs) but people can go to your Instagram and see it for themselves. But it, it definitely intrigued me to where I was like, yeah, because that's what I do love. I love to see people who I know mm-hmm. have before and after pictures yes. so that it's not I can trust that it's not doctored or altered yes. or whatever. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I, I spent a lot of time trying to do was I tried so you have no idea how hard I tried to get the same exact lighting, the same exact position, the same exact yeah, you did um, a good job. room. I was like, I, cause I hate it. Don't you hate it when you see before and afters and they're like one picture they're smiling the other picture they're not smiling. Right. One picture they the light is shining from above and the other picture it's like, you know, and it's yeah. like, it has really? to be exactly the same <laughs> in order to, to truly see it. Yeah. So once you, how does it work? Because now you have companies that reach out to you, right. And yes. ask you to try their products and sponsor Yes. Sponsor them, right? So that you promote them. And uh, how does that work? Do they just see that you are someone who has a lot of followers and that you do blog and you have a lot of influence? And so they want you to try your products, try their products? It depends on, well, I would say there are several ways that companies will reach out to you. Maybe it is following, but I think for me personally, um, companies look at the way that I um, talk, my voice, you know, my... Mm -hmm. um, my aesthetic, my voice, and then my engagement, like mm-hmm. the, the way that people respond. Um, and I personally think that one of the reasons companies reach out to me is because I, I tend to have a more authentic voice. Yeah. Um, cause who I am on Instagram is who I am. Yep. 100%. Sitting here. That's yep. just, I, I think I've met, I've actually met quite a few people where you meet them in real life and they're nothing like what you saw, I mean, just their personality mm-hmm. is completely different. You're like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, wait, you're not the same. <laughs> and uh-huh. so, um, I think that's, I think people can see that and I think companies yeah. see that. And so, okay. um, but as far as companies reaching out, like, Oh, you'll get companies reaching out and they haven't even looked at your, your content. Like I've yeah. had people, you know, I eat paleo and I've had like candy companies, you know, like, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> so, right. like, um, this isn't a good fit. Yeah. And so the way that it works is they'll reach out and they'll say, Hey, you know, we've got a product and sometimes it's not, you know, there's different types of, um, partnerships. Sometimes it's, they just want to send you a product. Right. And there's no, they don't ask you for anything. They're just okay. like, Hey, we'd love to send you this and nothing. And they just want to send it and see how you like it. They don't ask you to post about it. They just want to send it to you. And then um, another way is they'll ask to send you a product and they'll ask you if you'll post about it. Okay. Um, and then another way is they'll send a product and they'll say, what is your rate for this? Okay. You know, for an Instagram post and an Instagram story and a blog. Yeah. So that's kind of, those are the different ways that they will reach out um, through email and things like that. And then sometimes it's in your direct messages. They might, you know, reach out to you. So there's just several ways that they do it. But, um, those are some ways that they reach out. That's so what if someone wanted you to try a product and you absolutely hated it? (laughs) Do you share that? Um, that's why I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I can usually gauge like the first thing that happens if I see a product that I'm not sure about, um, or someone's like, Oh, Hey, we would love to. I always, I do a few things. I go and look at their Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, who are these people? I look at the people who are representing them. Who, what other influencers have talked about this brand before? Right. Um, would I trust them? Um, and then I also will look at their products. I'll like go open up their website. Like if somebody sent, you know, says, oh, I have this, um, I don't know, this protein powder. Well, I, I, op- I go to their website. I look at the ingredients. I'm like, well, if they have soy in there, that's, I don't eat soy, so I'm not going to, so I think I I definitely vet it out before I would ever say yes. And then many times I will tell a company, um, you are free to send me 
whatever. I can't guarantee I'll post about it, but hey, if I love it, it might end up in my stories, you know? Yep. So I kind of just let them know that I'm not just gonna, you're not gonna send me stuff and then just say post about it because I'm right. that would not be right. And so I and don't do that. And it would ruin that. your authenticity right. and like the trust in the people who follow you. It seems like there's a really strong community of influencers. Have you, because I mean, I know this is rapid pace. It's November and this all kind of really exploded in June. Have you been brought into that yet or what does that look like like the other influencers Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I mean there's um it's really cool because you do you meet people and especially with um some of the people who shared my account with their followers there are some people that just shared it but there were other people who people who pursued a relationship with me you know and so I'm Casey you know we met Uh for coffee um and that was really cool I've got there's and even before I grew I had other influencers that were really much larger uh-huh, than me uh-huh. that um and I always it always baffled me I'm like I can't believe you follow me I can't believe you want to get to know me like this is really weird but they just did and so yeah. um there's a a woman her name is uh, Candace Reed and she's in Columbus and she's awesome and she's a believer and we've met a couple times um in person I went up there we spent uh, some time together and then she and her husband came to our house a couple weeks ago and, Fine. and yeah, that was cool. And then I've got other people that are strictly online. I've got people in Texas that I have relationship, real relationship with that are influencers. So it's just kind of, yeah. you know, it's whatever happens organically, really. Does it feel exhausting? Because I, it's got, to, to me, it looks like, it looks like so much fun and it seems, oh, that's so easy. You're just on your phone all the time and <laughs> doing social media posts, but it doesn't stop. And people are, I'm, I'm sure, private messaging you all the time and do you feel this pressure of having to keep up with all the messages and getting content out and sharing all the time yes absolutely and I'm in the middle of working that out um I think for me what was different from other influencers is they had time to grow slowly yeah and in that slow and steady growth they were able to create systems and uh, you have game plans and and just really be organized. And for me, it wasn't like that at all. It was, it was overnight and it was massive. And so, um, and especially during the time that I grew, it was a lot of very serious DMs, very, you know, inquisitive. And it wasn't something that I could just double tap, you know, I had to answer, you know, and I wanted to answer. And so that took up a lot of my time for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And then um, when it came back to getting back to my content, I, I had my regular content that I was, you know, trying to put out. But then all of a sudden now all these people were in my email asking to partner. And it's and it to everybody who watches influencers, what you see is a picture and you see a hashtag sponsor post. What you don't see is that typically if it's sponsored and it's, and it's paid and all of that kind of stuff, there's a contract right? That's, you need like a lawyer to look at really. You you should, I mean, it's a very long contract. There's, um, negotiating back and forth with the brand. There is, there are rules that the brands have. Um, don't say this, do say this, use this hashtag. Don't use this hashtag, spell our name this way, say our name this way. Don't. So there's just a lot of, um, detail that goes into it. And then when you go to create what you would normally create, like I, let's say I'm, I already was using this Christmas tree here, right? I'm mean, using this Christmas tree. I love this Christmas tree. The brand ended up reaching out to me. I was already going to take a picture of this Christmas tree, but now I have to keep in mind what the brand is also looking for. I have to make sure that I get a close-up shot of this right here and you know, a far away shot of this and it has to be horizontal, you know, things that you would normally not think about if you were doing it just on your own. Right. So there's a lot of thought that goes into it. The pictures need to be high quality. Um, and so there's work, you know, you, you take the picture, you edit the picture, you write your copy. Many times brands want to approve it first. So you've got to go back and forth between the approvals. So there's a lot more that goes into it when you see a sponsored post than what you actually see on the gram. So and that's one post. And that's one post. So um, I say all that to say, like, um, it can be overwhelming. And, and especially for me, because I have a really high engagement rate with my community 
um, because I talk to them. Like right. I answer, right. I answer the DMs, right. like I answer the comments when I can. There's been times when it's been overwhelming and there's no way I could do, yeah. you know, 300 comments, but, um, I do my best and it takes hours, right? Hours a day to answer DMs, hours a day to, you know, respond to the comments. And so, that alone is like a full-time job. <laughs> that alone is very full-time. And so um, you add in the, you know, communication with brands and you add in your regular content that you were going to do anyway and then the brand content. So yes, it's it can be very, very, very overwhelming. And I would assume that a lot of influencers who are at the number of followers that you have now have a team. Do you have a team yet? No, You're just a single yes. one-person team? Yes, yes. And which is... Um, it was crazy because I was going, I had a whole bunch of, of stuff. What happens is like, you'll, you'll, you're talking to brands. And for me personally, this is one big miss that I had is that I wasn't thinking about the dates that they were asking me to post. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. Yes. I'd love to do that. Yes, 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 yes. I'd love to do that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, Oh no. Like I've got like five things I got to post, you know, this week. And, you know, so I had a moment where I was, I'm, I'm being featured in a, in print in a magazine soon. Wow. That's exciting. It is very exciting. And what happened though was I was trying to, I was finishing my bathroom. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I had a photographer coming in. I had multiple sponsored posts that I had to get out. I had all my, you know, regular stuff that I was doing. I had all of my DMs and I also had a, my friends were supposed to be coming for the weekend. Like, and so I had to get it all done and it was probably one of the most stressful times of my entire life. Like when I say entire life, I'm not getting, it was like one of the most stressful times of my entire life. Wow. And my friends came, I, I had my, I, I went to my neighbor, like I was, the photographer was on their way. I was trying to get these curtains up. I went over to my neighbor's house. I was like, help, <laughs> I need help. And so she came over and then the next day my friends came over and helped me. But, um, that was a huge lifesaver, but it was at that time I was like, okay guys, I need to take a few days off. Yeah. <laughs> and like get myself together. Can you do that? Can you tell your people who follow you? Like, let's just say Thanksgiving's coming up. So let's just say for the week of Thanksgiving, you want to go dark. Can you do that and not suffer any repercussions or anything? You know, it depends. Um, I think for, for the people who are in my community, they appreciate the fact that I will say, oh gosh, you know what? I, I, I'm having a hard time. Like I need to take a rest. And they'll be like, we'll be here when you get back. And they have, which is awesome. But I have seen um, influencers say that if you take a break, the Instagram algorithm is going to oh. like punish you because you'll fall to the bottom and you know, your engagement won't be as high and things like that. And so that is a, a fear for right. sure. Like people right. are like, you can't just like take off. You you can't take a break. And, um, and I have, and there have been times when I've taken a break and I've seen engagement drop, but you know what? I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I answer to God and he's got me doing this. And if I need to take a break, I need to take a break. Like that's just it. And, and so that's kind of been recently my mentality of like, nope, I'm not going to be a slave to this. Like God gave this to me. He didn't give it to me so that I would be in bondage. Yes. (laughs) You know? Well, I give you permission to take a break whenever (laughs) you you need one and I'll still follow you and, and follow up on all the things. I used to work for a company and they would talk, they would almost brag about the people in home office that, oh, they would be here before I show up to the office and they're still here when I leave. And I'm like, that's like, that's not good. That's not yeah. healthy. I don't want to be, I don't want my leaders to be burning the, what's the, burning the candle, candle. on both yeah. ends. Yeah. <laughs> I do this all the time. I get on the podcast and then I say some quippy phrase that I don't quite have mastered <laughs> and I need someone to help me fix it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't think that that that's not healthy. And that's honestly for people who are kind of looking to you as how do you, how do you balance being a pastor's wife and being a mom and having this position in the Instagram marketplace world? I want to authentically know how you do that. And if it, if it means, Hey people, I've got to take a break and take a little Sabbath for my own sanity. Mm -hmm. I want to know that because then that gives the people who are following you the permission to do the same. Absolutely. And so. that, that is, that's huge. And I, and I definitely believe in the Sabbath and, and taking a day of rest. And one of the, 
people that I follow does it so well. Mm. Um, her name is Angela Rose, Angela Rose home. And she literally, I'm pretty sure she like at 5 PM on Friday is like, okay, bye guys. And she goes dark until Monday Mm. and, and it works. She's got high engagement and it's like, everyone knows like, okay, we're not going to see her for the weekend. And eventually that's where I want to get to, but I still am working on those systems and I need, I do need a team. I need help, you know, so I I don't have that help yet. So right now I'm, I know that this is a season where I'm going to be really working long hours and, you know, more days than I, I, you know, that are, than are ideal. And so, um, eventually I'll get to that spot. That's where I want to be. Well, what are some favorite Christmas ideas, gifting ideas that we can be looking to you for? Oh my gosh. I have a list. Oh, even better. We will. <laughs> do you want me to tell you like general or do you want me to give you like a, throw out a couple like specifics or what you want to just ask me categories and I'll tell you like. How about, no, how about we go with your list because you're the expert. <laughs> and then what I can do is I can put the specifics in the show notes so okay. people can go to them and, and find them. And I will send you a real gift guide because oh, awesome. I, cause I'm like, I knew that you were going to ask me this question yeah, and I'm like, let's do that. Just, like, let's do that. Um, but I don't have it done yet. So. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> we got a little bit, of, we got a little bit of time. Okay. All right. So I'm going to name off some things in the beauty category first. Okay. Awesome. Um, there is this lip balm. It's a sleeping mask. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's at Sephora. It's called Laneige. It's L-A-N-E-I-G-E. You guys, it is like, I don't know. It feels like you put pillows on your lips and you put it on at night and you wake up in the morning and your lips are so soft. So I highly recommend, I think it's like $22. Okay. At Sephora. You do every night? You, you can do it every night if you want to, and you should just keep it by your bed, but I think you should put it on during the day too. Okay. Does it make them plumper? It's, it does because they're hydrated. Hydrated. Okay. They're so high. I mean, I've never felt anything so heavenly in my whole life. Like you're going to want to, after, after we're done here, go to Sephora and get it. Okay. All right. You'll see. Um, (laughs) And then if you want to splurge on a lip balm, La Mer mm. has a really good, but it's like a real splurge. So if you want to get someone a very fancy stocking stuffer, the La Mer lip balm is huge. And then, oh, I love the La Mer moisturizing cream. Even like the little baby one that they have at Christmas mm-hmm. and an anniversary yep. sale, they have a little baby one and it is awesome for everything. You can put it on your eyes as an eye cream. You can wear it as a face cream. You can use it around your cuticles. So, and then, um, Joe Malone. Joe, have you tried Joe Malone? Mm-hmm. Oh. No. oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Joe Malone is a London based fragrance company Oh. and they are known for fragrance combining. Oh. And so that means that you can, you can basically buy any of their fragrances and spray more than one fragrance at the same time. So like you could say, I'm going to use my English pear and freesia cologne spray with my blackberry and bay cologne spray and create my own signature scent. And it's carried at Nordstrom and they, they are the best at gifting. They, they wrap everything beautifully in these cream boxes and black ribbons. And it's just beautiful. It's the best gift ever, but they have a, um, a little fragrance combining set that they come out with every year. I love that. It's just the whole experience is luxury and it's amazing and you can create your own unique scent. So love that. Um, and then their candles are amazing. Um, and Oh, and then eyeshadow palette. My favorite is the tartlet. Mm. It's the toasted for me, but they have other ones that are really good, but that's a great gift idea. Um, and then one of my favorite lipsticks, if you want to splurge Tom Ford, Mm. have you ever tried Tom Ford lipstick? No, but I love his perfumes and colognes. Oh Oh, yeah, me too. They're They're like my favorite. They're so good. Yeah. Rob wears some of them. So does Andy. And I have one as well. They're so beautiful. I love them. <laughs> I only, those are, that's a special occasion it spray. Is. It is. Yeah. It's so luxurious. But I love it. Imagine what their lipsticks feel oh. like. Just so creamy. And the weight of the actual like lipstick tube is so, it's like, I don't know. It's like a Rolls Royce. Like it just, mm. you pick it up and it's like heavy and weighty and pretty. And anyway, but the lipstick itself is awesome. And a, and a really good universal color is called pink dusk. Okay. Pink dusk. So that's another one. Okay. Um, and that's all for the beauty category. Um, I will tell you, let's see here. Oh, some fashion. You want fashion yeah. category? Okay. How about 
Kendra Scott hoops. Kendra Scott oh. has these really good hoops. You know which ones I'm talking about? Are they about? really big? Yeah. <laughs> I have them. Yeah. I love them. Go, Those go are with such that. such a good go one. Go with it. Okay. And then um, there are the Madewell. The Madewell has really big ones, but I like the little tiny ones. There's these little tiny gold hoops by Madewell that are, that are kind of thick. Um, so that's a good one. And for a splurge, if you want to gift someone a very, very splurgy item, the David Yerman three millimeter rope cuffs are great. Can you get those at Nordstrom? You can. Okay. Yes. Um, and anything else? Oh, okay. Here's something that I want for Christmas. Rob, are you listening? <laughs> Tune in. I'll make sure to make, I'll make sure to send him this podcast yes, specifically. <laughs> I really want, I, I like, I know that the, everybody has one, but I really like the Gucci camera bag, like the cross oh, body yeah. built with a little, yep. You know, I just think they're so cute. And so I really just love one because they're easy to wear. You can toss them on and throw anything into them. So that's what I want for Christmas. Love it. Um, And then for the home, I think everybody needs a Dyson stick vacuum. Like if you don't have one. I have one. Okay. Well, whoever's <laughs> listening, they will change your life. And you know when I got it? I got it on Black Friday sales last year. That's when you're supposed to get it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly when, when you get it. That's exactly when I got mine. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? Tell them. Tell them how it, amazing it is. It is amazing. I. It is amazing. So the tree that we keep referencing that's in my podcast studio is a flocked tree, which means that you need to wear a mask to put it up and take it down because there's a lot of flocking going on <laughs> as you set it up. And a flock tree has like the fake snow all over it, if anyone doesn't know what that is. And so my little Dyson stick vacuum just sucks it all up. I mean, this room was a disaster after I put it up <laughs> and I used it. I used the, cause it has all the different attachments. I used it on my velvet blue chairs that are in here. I used it on all the hard surfaces. I used it on, I even used it on, I have a really fluffy shaggy rug and I even used it on that. I used it on the hardwood. It, it, it is y'all need to watch for the sales and then get it. Cause yes. it's going to change your life. It is life. And it's light. It is very light. It's so light. And your kids will actually like vacuuming. Yeah, they will. And it fits under like couches. So, yeah. Oh, it's so it. good. It's so good. I do wish it. I would wish the charge lasted a little bit yes. longer. So how we get around that is we do, we don't do the max. Oh, we turn it down okay. and unless we need the max. Cause it's okay. still, if you put it all the way to max, it's not going to last as long. Okay. But if you put on normal, then it's going to last very long time and then you just put it on max when you need it like when gotcha. it's like a really big job okay all right that that was my yeah okay I'll use that I'll try that um also for the home if you haven't tried a minky blanket don't oh even know what those are my gosh it's called minky couture and it's these these blankets are so soft okay they're the softest blanket I've ever tried and my kids like I got three blankets and my kids stole them from me and we, we fight over them. So funny. <laughs> but anyway, they're really soft blankets. So minky couture blanket. Um, and then we like, what else do we like at our house? Oh, Chemex. Oh, yeah. Yep. So if you haven't tried a Chemex coffee maker, it basically, they use the Chemex filter, the yep. actual filter made for it. It filters out all of the like sediment and oils and acids and it mm -hmm. makes your coffee taste so good yeah. so Chemex coffee maker and then for the splurge the Nespresso I have the oh my gosh we'll have to, I'll have to tell you later what it is but it's one of the it's a little bit more spendy but um, it's amazing you can do it all with this it's like a real you know espresso machine love it um and that's all for the home and I think that I mean there's some that's great here, that's but, like a you know. great that's that is a great start okay. to the Christmas season. And if you want to send your full gifting ideas, yes. then I will attach that to That will the make it notes. easier on and you because yeah. then you're not going to have to go and find all this. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> yes, for sure. We'll do that. And everyone can rewind and listen again too. It's true. So, okay. I have three quick questions and then we're going to wrap this up. So the first thing is we talk a lot about finding purpose in God's promises out of scripture that he's already given us. And I, is there a, is there a scripture verse that has been one of those purposes for you? Yeah. Um, well, there's a couple. Um, one is where the spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom. Um, mm. and that for me and Rob has been like the cornerstone of our lives. Like we were so in bondage and even after we got saved, we were at, um, a church that was, you know, 
there was just stuff going on there that shouldn't. So we were still in bondage. We just didn't know it, mm. but, um, just the freedom, the freedom in Christ. And we just want everybody else to have that freedom. So that was one, but the other one is, um, let me, I, I always say this prayer, let me be a light that shines before men that they may see my good deeds and glorify you in heaven. And I'm the worst person ever at telling you which scriptures those are. I just memorized them, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you afterwards. But, um, that for me has been even like right after I got saved and I was just working in retail, like that was my prayer every day that I would be a light, um, and that people would see Jesus. And so, um, I, I pray that now. And that is one of the like the probably one of the most common DMs that I get mm. is you are such a light. And yeah. I'm like, that just touches me because that's my prayer. Yeah. You know, so I love that. I love that. So it is Christmas. And normally I ask people what they love just in general, what's a love of theirs, but specifically because we're coming into the Christmas season, what do you love about Christmas? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love, I love the music. Yes. Like I just, you know, I got in the car. I know it's, just, what is it? The fifth or the sixth or the seventh? It's, I, seventh. it's, it's the dark hole of 2020. <laughs> I don't know. We're in November. I know that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Um, <laughs> I, I love Christmas music. I got in the car. I was going to the grocery store the other night and I just cranked up Mariah Carey. <laughs> I know. Oh, there's no shame. Christmas has been going on my car radio since mm, I might have it might have we might have toyed with a little bit in September I'm not quite sure but I know it's been strong all of October (laughs) (laughs) I I I haven't taken it that far because I do get shamed by Rob Rob is like oh no he was like he will not let me watch any of the classic Christmas movies yet he told me that I can only watch the Hallmark oh ones which is fine I'm like okay cool at least I get a little confession (laughs) we we switched over to a streaming service this year and I only watch Hallmark although I love Hallmark at Christmas and I just discovered three days ago that it does not come on our streaming (gasps) service what are you gonna do I just bought the bundle (laughs) for for the month of November and December I it's bought so worth it. I bought the five ninety nine a month Hallmark bundle <laughs> to get me through the next two months, and you then need Andy, Hallmark. Yeah, we do. Andy sent me the cancellation email, and he was like, "Make sure you say, hang on to this." <laughs> we we do uh, not need Hallmark any we, other time except for absolutely <laughs> November I 100% December. Percent. Well, this is called the Let It Be podcast. And so I ask all of my guests, if there is a prayer that you could have answered, what would it be? I would say, is this a personal one? It can be whatever. Okay. I would say um, unity in the church. Um, I think we could never, ever, ever, and shouldn't expect unity outside of the church, but we should demand it in the church. And, um, so I, I just, it, it breaks my heart, um, to see us divided. And I know it breaks God's heart Mm -hmm. and I know that he called us to be united and he said they would know us by by our love. And so, uh, I don't think we're I don't think we're known right now because I don't think we're loving right. So I think that would be my prayer to see unity in the body of Christ. Yeah. And there's no way that we can expect to see unity outside of the church. No. If we're not unified within it. Yeah. Let it be. Yep. Let it be. Anna, this has been awesome. And I didn't even tell the listeners that you and I talked for a solid mm, 25 to 30 (laughs) minutes about other things. (laughs) before we even started recording and we could go much longer. So I want to thank you, first of all, for sharing so much of your story, so much of your wisdom and your gifting ideas. I am 
from the bottom of my heart, so excited for you and what God is going to do through you and through you, this new platform in ways that are going to reward you and show favor on your business, but also exalt his, his name because of the platform that he's given you. Thank so, you. Thanks for doing oh. that. And most importantly, thanks for being my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me today. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Come back anytime. I know this was a longer conversation than usual, but it was so good. To hear Anna's story of how she got to where she is is evidence that God can do big things through small steps of faith. One of the verses Anna referenced was Matthew 5:16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus is the light of the world. And during this Christmas season, let's take the extra step to be more intentional than ever to shine the light of Jesus in our world that they may see him in us. You can follow Anna on Instagram at Anna May Groves, and that's M-A-E, or on her website at AnnaMayGroves.com. And stay up to date with me at Becky Ziegenfuss. That's Z-I-E-G-E-N-F-U-S-S. Thanksgiving is next week, and we are taking the week off to be with family and celebrate all we have to be grateful for. I will see you back here the first week of December. Happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas. And thanks for being part of the Let It Be podcast.